What the fuck are you up to? What kind of shit is this? What a twist. Possibly you get back in the shit. <laughs> Chicken ain't nothing but a bird. All right, everybody, welcome. It's a, another episode of the Silver Emulsion Podcast, and my name is Will. My name is Steven. And today, on, on this particular episode, we're going to talk about an anime uh, OVA series called Gunsmith Cats. Yep. And, it's, a, uh, it's a classic, sort of, I guess. It's a classic, sort of, I guess. <laughs> it That's was one of the big one, ones in the 90s that we... One way to put it. We, we knew of it. I don't know that it's really a classic so much as it was just one of the ones that was actually available back okay. in the 90s that... You were an anime fan in America in the '90s. You could get a hold of that and see it. And yeah, I definitely heard of it. I had never seen it, but I had yeah, heard of it. And it uh, the first one came out, first episode in '95, and the other two, I believe, were both '96. Yeah, makes sense. But first, <laughs> a word from our sponsors. <laughs> yes, we have a new sponsor. It's uh, EvanParaFX.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, Evan writes in once again, and uh, in a, in a continuing saga <laughs> uh, of Evan, he writes in and looking at it. I didn't think this one was very long, but then I look at it and it's like, meh, meh, meh. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably. <meh." laughs> All right, so Evan says, "What's up, silver scrotums?" <laughs> <laughs> This is the one podcast where you and Steven disagree. He's talking about the uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had a discussion on that. Yeah, but but I think you're both right. <laughs> I'll start by saying that, Will, you probably know more than anyone how huge of a Spielberg fan I've been. And th this is true. Um, I don't know if I know it more than anyone, but <laughs> I definitely know that you were Spielberg fan number one. <laughs> He was one of my heroes throughout high school, and I would have framed his foreskin. <laughs> Damn, that's something to walk into in somebody's house, just, yeah. <laughs> just hanging on the wall. The dude had one of the greatest, greatest hits of movies ever. He did Jaws, Close Encounters, E.T., Raiders of the Lost Ark, in the span of just seven years. All number one hits. Yeah, wow. that's a fucking lineup. Yeah. He's a fucking wizard at creating awe and wonder, and he can make a commercial for fucking foot cream <laughs> that will make you cry. <laughs> He's so fucking good at sucking emotions out of your balls and leaving you applauding in tears. <laughs> Close Encounters is a great example. Will, I totally agree that it makes you so full of wonder and amazement and joy. Like, holy shit, aliens are coming to America, and they play cute music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and the entire movie is a mysterious build-up to this amazing spectacle of lights and aliens. It's basically the equivalent of seeing a Flaming Lips concert. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a fair comparison. And look, Richard Dreyfus is following his heart into a giant spaceship wonderland. Oh, goody. <laughs> but here's the thing. Spielberg is almost too good. His strength is that he's so good at sentimental emotion and wonder and making you feel it that I think it actually becomes a weakness or a crutch. I noticed this first with AI. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting worried here. I thought it was the most amazing movie at first, and I sobbed like an emotional pregnant lady the first time I saw it. <laughs> Evan is a, a a known crier at the at the films. Uh, I don't know about it anymore, but he used to. Uh, but I remember revisiting it and wanting to wipe my ass with the disc. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy! No, poor AI. <laughs> don't be mean to my AI. <laughs> I felt like I got emotionally manipulated the first time I watched it, and I bought the DVD and soundtrack but I started to feel like a jackass that ordered an amazing product from an infomercial that didn't work as advertised. I won't go into AI too much since Steven hasn't seen it, but Spielberg is a master at this emotional string pulling, but it's not always earned. It, uh, Yeah, I probably shouldn't say anything either, but it is pretty uh, heavy-handed in, <laughs> in AI. Uh, for for good or bad. Um, Steven, this is where I completely agree with you on not really knowing how to feel about Close Encounters. It's full of neat things, potato sculptures, <laughs> and light shows. <laughs> but I don't know if the root is strong enough. Dreyfus follows his heart, abandons his family, meets some MILF, and is obsessed with these mysterious doings. But that's kind of it. The family shit doesn't go anywhere. The MILF doesn't add up to anything. So it's just a bit empty. Admittedly, it's hard to even notice because everything is so spectacular. I think Spielberg was kind of young and naive when making Close Encounters. He was only 27. Jesus, really? Mm -hmm. Fuck, man. <laughs> I'll fucking kill myself on the podcast. <laughs> he was only 27 and was ambitious as fuck, and I think that feeling is reflected in Close Encounters. But even he admits that he would have changed a lot now and he wouldn't have had Richard Dreyfus leave his family. Yeah, like, if he was trying to do emotional stuff like he usually does... Close Encounters is a failure <laughs> because yeah. it doesn't work in that way. Right. I don't think he was necessarily going for that because that movie is so different and weird, and I think that that's the point. But yeah, if he's if he was if that was his attempt at that, then mm -hmm. yeah, he just failed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I I don't know. I like it how it is. I think. Going back to Evan, I think Spielberg is a dog shit writer. 
<laughs> He's only written screenplays for AI and Close Encounters, and he fumbles with certain aspects of story and character where it doesn't make a solid movie and things are conflicting. But holy fuck does he make up for it with spectacle and masterfully crafted shit that it sometimes doesn't matter. <laughs> Grab your popcorn and cut a fart. It's Spielberg time. <laughs> Classic Evan line. (laughs) (laughs) I still like Close Encounters, as you should, Evan. Spielberg is one of the most masterful movie makers ever, and whatever flaws his shit has, it's almost too hard to see them or care. But he's also a master manipulator for better or worse. His movies have been liquid turds for like the last 20 years. I I also agree with that. But there's no denying that he was king of the mountain for a long-ass time. But I'm taking down his framed foreskin and hiding it. (laughs) (laughs) Hi-ho, silver away. P.S. I think Kubrick, despite what he says, would have done AI much better. Spielberg just can't help himself from being a sappy dud with everything he touches. And Stephen... I tried almost a dozen times to watch Blade Runner and fell asleep every single time. It was like melatonin the movie. One day I tried again, stayed awake, and really recommend trying to make it through. It's worth it. Oh, and thanks again for the shout-out. Well, thank you, Evan, once again. Always good to hear from you. (laughs) Yes, it's always uh, very entertaining to read... I enjoy reading the feedbacks. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with Evan that that Blade Runner is definitely one that you should soldier through and and make it through. Because I'm 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 not even like the biggest fan of it. Like it's fucking slow and boring. Like it is. Yeah. That's the way it is. But it it does offer things uh, if upon completion. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is a, a classic that is for a reason. Yeah. Stayed in the the conversation, yeah, for a reason. So, yeah, I think it's worthwhile. Yeah, some someday I'll uh, try and power through that. Maybe got to work up to it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe uh, chop it up. Watch a little bit at a time. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you could do that. That'd be the easiest way, probably, to do it. But you know, you know, no, you might you might get sucked in the next time you watch it, and you're just like, "What was I thinking? This is amazing." <laughs> yeah, that that can happen. So, <laughs> I, and it has been fifteen, twenty years or something. Oh, it's been know. that long. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, thought... I I tried watching it back in VHS days. I think. Oh wow, it's that long ago. I thought you tried fairly recently. Yeah, not recent. No, I'm trying to. It was on a VHS that I was watching, although it was probably DVD era, but it was... Still, though, that's probably yeah. a while ago. Yeah, oh. yeah, because my, my brother had a copy of it on VHS, and I was like, I should watch this. And I popped it, I'm like, like, half an hour <laughs> I in. I should not watch this. <laughs> half an hour in, I was like, I can't, nah. <laughs> I just, this oh, okay. Is... Well, yeah, if it was that long ago, then yeah, I'd... for sure. Watch it again. Or attempted again, I should yeah. say. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll give it another shot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely worthwhile. So, uh, I guess we will move on to Gunsmith Cats. Yeah. 
So. so you've seen this previously? I believe so, back in like high school or something, and yeah, I, I didn't remember anything about it. You don't remember about anything it. about it, okay. <laughs> in fact, the most stuff I remembered out of this was stuff that I've seen in the trailers for it. So it's, oh, okay. <clears throat> so the, the actual me watching it, I'm sure it must have happened at some point. But <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. I definitely remember the manga a bit more strongly, but even that... I remember more of the later arcs of the manga that happened after this stuff. Okay. Well, from what I was able to deduce or read about this, I don't, you know, it's not like I have a, a back knowledge of gunsmith cats that I'm coming into <laughs> this with. Um, it seems like the, what I read was that the, the anime is like its own thing. It's mm. not a retelling of the manga story. Okay. It's its own thing that they you know, made into the anime and it references the manga parts apparently, but yeah, God yeah. only knows, you know, I don't know how it does that. But. Yeah. There's, there's definitely like the main, main thing I remember from the manga was, um, some arcs with this one villain who actually is in this anime for like a second, a second. <laughs> like there's, there's the scene like what, right at the end where, um, the senator guy, Heinz, yeah. is getting patched up after the shooting, and he's like yelling at all the people around him who are patching him up and stuff. And one of the guys he yells at is, is Gray, and he's like, he just yells that guy's name out. He's like, Gray, do this, whatever the hell okay. he's yelling. And like that was the like the main villain uh, of like the, yeah. in the manga. So it was like, huh. I was like, oh hey, it's Gray. <laughs> he is in here for like a second, and like oh, wow. I, I couldn't even. Pit point him out of the group of people it was that quick but yeah well the, i believe the the manga was was ongoing when they made this because the way it's it says it in the credits yeah that would make it says sense. something about like it's currently in in whatever magazine and i was just like wow this okay yeah that that makes sense because this was because 95 seems a little uh like that because that, that just seems like it would be right like at that same time that yeah. the manga would have been coming out so i wasn't sure on exact timing but it's i was like oh wow usually you would expect something to be a few years in and then get yeah an adaptation so i was like oh like 95 i thought it would be like a 98 or something like that but yeah i think i saw that the manga started like in the early 90s but i could be wrong yeah, maybe because because then there's also that delay of the manga gets made, but then it also got a U.S. release. Right. How long of a yeah? God a only knows gap that for yeah. that. So yeah, I'm just drawing off of vague teenage memories that are the silver emotion way, as <laughs> yeah. I like to call it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a. Uh, it was nice going back to it, and yeah, because I do have a bit of this nostalgia, vague and blurry though it may be, for the manga or for, just the uh, whole just, thing, just the concept, just the whole uh, franchise, the and, whole thing. Okay, and honestly, just uh, Kenichi Sonata and just his stuff in general. Because I, I think he did the uh, "You're Under Arrest" stuff. I think did he? Don't ask me, man. Up, I don't... I'm, pre I'm pretty sure that's him. Okay, but. So I know he did writing yeah, bean. Yeah, writing bean which... because I I was reading about how like he didn't finish that but then it, he wanted to keep going 
but he didn't have the rights to like the name or something and so then he created gunsmith okay. cats yeah. and that's how like this was yeah, born that, but that definitely makes sense because rally vincent is in writing being she's actually one of the characters in that so he spun this off from that he altered the design a bit it's yeah. not like this it's not like a sequel or a continuation of it yeah. he did alter some things it's not the same character but it's the same design and yeah same, same name and same stuff. concept same setup um did you catch that in there's so a part where um the russian girl has like some dossiers of of the of the the rally vincent and may whatever her name is mini may yeah the the sidekick and the fucking the dossier doesn't say rally vincent it says larry <laughs> <laughs> i and, did not catch that and i thought that must they must be like purposefully switching the r's and l's from rally to larry like I mean, you know i did i was you know just briefly in my head it had run through that um there is no difference between R and L in Japanese. They have a consonant that is kind of halfway between those two. Yeah. That isn't in English. And so translating phonetically, it's kind of a toss-up as to whether people will turn it into an R or an L. Yeah. Generally speaking, I think it's kind of standardized to be an R. In, okay. But when you get into, like, a character's name, like, standardization kind of goes out the window because it's just... It's yeah a, a name what do you it's not an actual <laughs> word you're trying to right <clears throat> so and i had I just while watching this series i did not catch that but there was just this thought in my head that ran through is like oh what if like rally's name was like a fucked up version of it? it would be larry oh my god <laughs> it just it had actually passed through my head that if you swap the r's yeah. and l you have larry that's funny i'm like wait what? <laughs> like no nah, that wouldn't work. <laughs> well it's in there they 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 that's maybe it was a fuck up, but I, I I imagine because it's specifically fucking Larry. Like, <laughs> who's gonna put Larry? It has to be conscious. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's not. yeah. I mean, may, maybe he was because Rally is a very tomboyish kind of character. Maybe yeah. he was gonna give her a guy's name. Oh, maybe to yeah. just kind of emphasize that nature <laughs> of her personality or something. But that's funny. If so, that that's that's like deep into the the translation weeds going on yeah. there, and yeah, I mean certainly in something like uh, with the, in the nineties when you don't necessarily have this encyclopedic internet access to right. any and all translation knowledge and yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. at the tip of your fingers, um, <laughs> that kind of mistakes that that kind of stuff happens a lot and you don't you don't have a way to check that easily necessarily and research yeah. it as thoroughly as you <laughs> might like either from uh the manga artist coming up with the ideas in the first place or the translators who are trying to yeah. put it out in english in a timely fashion for marketing purposes <laughs> and like it, that kind of shit just slips through a lot it seemed like something that would just be part of the like the the show though because it was like a drawing with the dossier so wouldn't i don't think they would have been englishizing whatever the fucking translating <laughs> <Yeah>. dumbass <laughs> fucking englishizing i don't think like because they wouldn't have changed that so that would have to come from like the anime right yeah, yeah so that must have been in the core animation yeah. itself yeah um 
But I, I noticed did, that with um, the senator's name too, Heinz. Yeah, that, no, that's that's a thing that they he, just changed. But it, like it pops up in like a TV broadcast and is written in the actual animation, like H A I N. Right, like Heinz. And that's a thing that on this new Blu-ray um, that Animigo just put out, they they had it kickstarted. They when they were redoing the subtitles to make sure that like everything was translated to to uh, satisfy the the rabid fans <laughs> who are you know very particular yeah that, it's true they came up to that name's translation and they're like this is the translation that was and it's really close to Heinz and like the the name of the ketchup and there's other things in here that are like kind of puns and we have access to the guy who wrote the manga like why don't we ask him and so they asked him what was your intention with this guy's name was it supposed to be Heinz like the ketchup or was it supposed to be Haints and he says no yeah it was always supposed to be like a ketchup joke <laughs> fucking Heinz and so this is the first time that it's ever been translated properly yeah to reflect that yeah because like because and that's in the the actual animation of it so that that again like that larry thing right it's 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 there on the tv screen that they're watching in the show so it's not right so yeah who who was in charge of that who knows yeah and and somebody who fucked up (laughs) (laughs) speaking of the channel like there's so many subtitle tracks on this disc there are a lot (laughs) No, there was, yeah, while they were doing the Kickstarter, there was all these updates about, like, oh, we we got this fucking track, you know, we're going to make this this color and that color and all that. I'm just like, okay, well, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I watched the, uh, like, the Rainbow Bonanza <laughs> subtitles where it was, like, every character had their own color or right. subtitle. I was like, yeah. what the heck? I think that's what I ended up landing on, too. Because I think that was the only one without the captions of sound effects. Yeah, there was... Yeah, I kind of cycled through a bunch of them and just eventually settled on the the colored ones. But, yeah, my my Blu-ray player was having, like, an aneurysm trying to fig- figure this disc out. I don't know <laughs> why, really? but it's like it, it loaded up. I'm like, okay, let's look at the subtitles. I press the button, and it just sat there. I'm like, um, okay, so I press the button again, and, like, it was loading or something. Yeah. Because it, and so it just, like, queued up all the times I pressed the buttons, like, is it working? <laughs> oh, wow. And so suddenly it just, like, went through, like, five different menus and started playing. I'm like, uh, okay, I don't know what the hell you oh, just wow. did. I <laughs> I tried this like several times. It just kept doing that kind yeah. of shit. And well, um, my my Blu-ray player just got confused. It, it, is it old? It's fairly old. It's not super old, but like a few years though. Yeah, because this kind of like the there's you know advancements because Blu-ray is basically like partially based on Java, and mm. so like like a disc might be authored with whatever version of Java and mm. whatever. And so like older players might have a hard time yeah, reading it's, it. And it's stuff. probably something weird like that. Yeah. That... And especially with so many, this thing has, cause it has like the, the, the subtitle tracks in various colors and in white and 
multiple colors with captions, without captions, and then it has subtitle tracks for the, the commentary, the commentaries that are like in Japanese, three or four commentary tracks. Or yeah, something. and so it's just like, <laughs> just a yeah, fucking it's just this list. list like, because <laughs> at, at first when it like screwed up, I was just like, ah, uh, I'll just use the subtitle button on my remote and just cycle through this. And then I'm like, oh my god, there's like eight. What am I like? It's right, taking right. forever to like figure out which subtitle yeah. track does what. Yeah, because there's also just subtitles for the English dubs too. Mm, yeah, yeah, which yeah. are you know a little bit different the, than like the, the hearing impaired yeah, titles. And, right. So it's just yeah, a shitload. Of yeah, there's just so much stuff going on, and they're this. they're trying to please uh, you know those fucking rabid fans. Yeah, <laughs> make sure they got all the bases covered. Hopefully, there's probably still one guy that's pissed off about yeah. it. <laughs> right, right. God damn it. There's there's the one guy who's gonna be upset that they didn't translate things the way he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. There. I mean, there's there's always weird little moments like that that I notice in things like uh, there's there there were a few lines in here where I was kind of like, oh, that's that's how they translated that. That's not necessarily the way I would have. For little just little phrases that I recognize here and yeah. there in Japanese that I've seen too much anime and I just go, Oh, they said that line again and like, yeah. oh, that's how they're translating it in this anime. Oh, weird. And there's there's a few moments like that that I the only one I can recall specifically is one of the scenes in the, the car chase scene. Okay. When they're chasing after that Russian yeah. assassin and there's one thing where the su- where the subtitles just have them shouting "fuck" just <laughs> yeah, and like, but if you listen to what they're actually speaking, they're just going ah. <laughs> uh, it's not even a word; it's just them screaming in panic. Uh, like, okay. and there's there's no actual word in that. It was just an ah. I wondered about that <laughs> specifically that moment where where the subtitle said "fuck," and I thought like, oh, is that how you say "fuck" in <laughs> Japanese? Because it doesn't really sound like a word, but okay, I'll believe it, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's that kind of stuff that it's like, I don't know that that's, like, a wrong translation. Because I mean, yeah. the sentiment of, oh, fuck, is clearly there. But yeah. It's but like, screaming and saying fuck is two different things. Right, and and there was a big... Uh, kind of this this is one of the things anime fans have occasionally gotten pissy about is yeah. especially in like the 90s when they would translate things they would do a lot of just inserting swear words just to make it more r-rated just to make it Fuck edgier yeah. and <laughs> this is not your grandma's cartoons <laughs> right and, and especially in the 90s where <laughs> that was really kind of the selling point of anime was this Fuck wasn't yeah. some kid's show you, we right right Fuck. right yeah. and, and the thing, from what I've heard, there is no fuck in Japanese. There is no swear words in Japanese. It just what? doesn't have what? swear words they in that sense. They have to be having and some fucking words. No, like there's, I can't believe that. There's words that are, like, impolite, but there, there's nothing that quite fits that same vibe as... Really? Just, like, it just... Man, that's that's a sad realization. <laughs> That the, the whole Japanese people don't have a word that that encompasses the the wonderfulness of fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's they have to be saying English fuck. I don't know, man. They gotta yeah, have it's, something. It's, you gotta release that energy. Yeah, I mean, 
how this uh, plays out, I don't know. Like having grown up in a culture where yeah. fuck is a thing, I don't know how to not be in that kind of a culture. But uh, but I feel like fuck is such like a like a, a human emotion like it's part of the soul you know like how do you how do you exist without fuck like it's uh i don't know they gotta have something yeah but it's like just the the taboo nature of it just the like yeah. this is a bad word you're not supposed to say just doesn't really there's it's more more along the lines of levels of politeness and there's a whole spectrum of so they have a fuck but it's not, they don't have, like, like anybody can say fuck. Little kids are like, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, you. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, you're being rude. Yeah, it's not, it's not like something your mom's going to wash your mouth with soap before. <laughs> like, it, there's nothing that quite fits that phrase. And, like, the phrase of that that I can, is, like, shimata, which is often translated as damn it or something. You okay. see little kids say that in anime a lot. And Yeah. Like, and sure, you're, I guess, little kids say fuck a lot too anymore in, in English, but. I know I did. I mean, after, it was really, when I started going to public school in fourth grade, I just immediately was like, wow, everybody's cussing here. I'm going to cuss too. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had certainly heard it at home, but, but it just, right. it never really crossed my mind to do it. But, you know, it's, it's like, it's. You know, it's a phrase you're not going to just, you're not just going to walk up to your parents and start shouting fuck everywhere as a little kid. Yeah. And maybe you didn't. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm sure there's little kids that do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, depending on your household. But, yeah. But, you know, like it's <laughs> like to take that phrase of shimata, it's like that's not something that some kid's going to say in front of their mom and their mom's going to be like, oh my God. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, there's nothing so it's that. it's kind of a cultural thing. Yeah. It's just, there's not that taboo nature to it i guess from what i've heard so there's no fuck word where it's like the kids can't say this yeah it's not there's not like a, a bad word kind of a so like, you so could say that japan doesn't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> they just let their kids say whatever yeah yeah like i guess it's it's just not that huh. same so th then you get into that translation of how do you fit like what so then it just it becomes something totally subjective and how yeah. you're translating this stuff yeah so for sure that's what i mean by like is it wrong that they put oh fuck as this thing when they're just screaming in panic like that's kind of something you'd scream if you were panicking it is but like, i still think <clears throat> that if a, a scream is different than saying yeah, oh, fuck, yeah so i would say if they're just screaming there shouldn't be a subtitle. They should just be screaming. Yeah, or the scream subtitle should just be like ah, or something, you know, spelled out. Which yeah, which you do. could do. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it it doesn't really. It definitely doesn't need an actual word there. Right. It's it's, it's just. But does that yeah. hurt it? Does that in any way degrade it or give you the wrong intention of the story being told? Well, for me personally, it didn't degrade anything because i saw fuck and i was like yeah fuck yeah because <laughs> i always enjoy subtitled cussing i just it's just fun it's uh i don't know it's just like oh that's how they say it okay <laughs> good to know <laughs> 
but yeah, it didn't hurt anything, I don't think. But but now, right, just thinking about it, well, if they were just screaming, then that does kind of change things. Yeah, yeah, and that was just that was the one thing that really popped into my head of oh, okay, they're they're going with it, and not that yeah. it bugged me, just that it was like oh, that's. Because I I see little phrases that get translated in varieties of different ways, and right. depending on what I'm watching and who's hmm. doing the translating. And yeah, well, I don't so know. I've just I've seen enough fluctuation in it that I don't really like get bitter about any particular yeah. thing on that. But there there's definitely fans who get upset about whatever right. particular way is being handled. Well, I know that that Animigo has uh, like actual Japanese people like <laughs> going over this kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't know shit. So I guess whatever they chose, I guess is correct. But it's interesting that things are, I guess, because yeah, like things are not always directly translatable. Right, especially when you're going into such a vastly different language family yeah just culturally everything's different yeah and as as much as japanese has been highly influenced by english it's still grammatically in a completely different language family that has no relation outside of the past 50 odd years there's been no connection in the languages yeah so there's always going to be weird things like that where it's just kind of a judgment call of there is no just correct or incorrect there's just what you feel it's uh, expressing and yeah how to express that same emotion in the other language right yeah i've read i have um these chinese there's this very famous 16th century collection of ghost stories from china called strange Strange Tales from a Chinese Studio, and I have the most recent translation is the first English translation of the entire thing. It's like 500-something stories, six mm. volumes, big fucking thing. And and previously, it's only been translated um, like 100 stories at a time. You get like a selection. Mm. But the way I found it was because I was trying to look for the story that they based... Uh, the King Q movie touches Zen on and it okay. wasn't in my book and I was like why isn't it in the book I have I bought the book <laughs> why isn't it in here so you've only bought a third of the book yeah and then I looked into it and it was just like oh this book has a hundred stories there's like 500 and something stories and just they are generally not translated anyway so in I have both versions and some stories are in both versions and so I read a couple of stories in both of them and and the the full translation of the whole thing is is his focus was to translate basically the not to elaborate on the words being written so it's just like this is written in the 16th century and so we're going to write it how he wrote it and not try to like modernize it at all mm-hmm. so the stories are very like basic in the way that they're written but the the other translation that I have is like 
is like somebody <laughs> wrote it in in English and it's very elaborate and there's all this added shit hmm. and it it's it like reads better in that like it's more sort of um recognizable as to an English person reading a story it's just like oh yeah this seems like a story mm. there's this guy and he's doing this thing and it's it's just more standard but if you read the actual translation of what the actual words written in the 16th century were it's way more basic than that and so I find the uh, the brevity to be better myself I mean goes quicker yeah <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i don't know but it's just it was interesting because it's yeah. like to, to be confronted with two translations of the exact same thing mm -hmm. and it's literally just a judgment call between the two guys right so the uh the gunsmith cats it's 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 interesting in in that it's very western yeah yeah it's set in like, set in chicago yeah set in chicago and it's very influenced by Western, like, movies. And, and mm -hmm. like, there's there's a very strong vibe of the Blues Brothers, who is one of my favorite movies. Mm, okay. And in here, and, uh, like, there's... I don't know how to describe <laughs> the vibe. But, yeah. like, in Blues Brothers, there's fucking a bunch of car chases and there's like mm. a police car and there's a thing where the bridge is going up and the, they go over the bridge and and there's just it's set in chicago also and mm. it's just like a feeling i don't know how to describe it yeah there's very jazzy soundtrack going on yeah this, uh, at least in the credits which is the only, the only place i was actually thinking about the music oh it's throughout the whole yeah. thing yes yeah, and that soundtrack was was apparently um, done by a. I don't know if he's American, but he's a Westerner. <laughs> <laughs> he's a jazz drummer from who who was once in the band Weather Report, hmm. which I thought was interesting. I was like, oh, okay, how did this guy get roped into this uh, <laughs> anime thing? I don't know if he did more anime or what, but All right. It's been a long time since I saw Cowboy Bebop, but the uh, the um, the intro to this kind of seemed similar in terms of music. Yeah, and, yeah. And I hadn't thing. Uh, thought to compare them, but yeah, there's definitely some uh, similarities going on there. And, and like you you've mentioned before, the Bebop is is specifically using like Western things, and it's like a good intro for western viewers because of that right and right. i was thinking about this and yeah, i was like probably follow with a gunsmith cats as this well this is probably it? pretty along those same lines because it's pretty western yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah i i concur you concur all right <laughs> well, my ideas were correct yeah i, I think uh <clears throat> this uh artist here of uh kenichi sonata is a uh, very fond of western stuff and seems like it like and when well, just in the kind of things he's really interested in are the guns and the cars which are yeah. both things that i think are kind of downplayed in japan Certainly. well yeah guns are controlled in japan yeah there's there's definitely no second amendment like yeah. freedom of fire like you're like firearms are pretty much banned in japan right. outside of like specific situations but, yeah and 
cars are not as heavily used. Like yeah, that's true. Especially like subways and yeah, stuff. Yeah, especially Tokyo, which uses a yeah. lot of public transportation. Like it's like people don't own and drive cars as often in Japan as they do in America. And like yeah, and that's like so those two things are just not really what you have in Japan as a hobbyist. That's not really a thing that there's a lot of going on. But in, in the West, we got tons of that shit. And, right, and right. Like, that's what this guy is into, or these yeah, two things. Yeah. So I. I feel like he's naturally kind of drawn towards this uh, other culture that has a lot of these things available and where yeah. that kind of stuff is a lot more accessible and commonplace. Yeah, and there's he, there is a, a very a, a high level of detail in all of these things. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not just oh, yeah. a car. This is the shelby gt500 mustang right right which is also <laughs> in writing bean there's a guy oh, who, okay like, that, that same car shows up in uh the the cop in writing bean has one of those okay and, well there you go and all of the guns are very realistic right, right. models it's, and things and as, as an anime this this is a very interesting anime just in the contrast of details between like its mechanical stuff and like the character designs which are so simple and just straightforward yeah and then there's just like but there's environmental stuff that is just super detailed and yeah yeah <clears throat> It's it's really interesting to just see that contrast going on of this high and low detail simultaneously. How would I'm how would the characters be more detailed though? Because they they look fine. I mean, I, don't... I mean, yeah, they they look like anime characters, but yeah. there's there's certainly uh... <clears throat> you mean detailed like looking realistic, right? Right, like I mean, Ghost in the Shell has a very different style to its character design and yeah. much more what i would think of as a realistic design to its yeah character. okay oh um, uh, yeah okay I understand. and or and that's like the same year well. yeah that'd be about that same year yeah yeah and like so th there's this a spectrum there. like akira i would say goes more towards the realism and yeah the spectrum. For sure. and then you get something like eiko which is going to be on the more ridiculous side and yeah and there's definitely a lot of just, and I guess where I'm mostly seeing this is in, in the uh, the facial expressions and how they're very cartoony in this. Yes. And they'll they'll distort in very cartoony ways. Yes, of, like uh, Echo and right, right. other comedy animes. Right, because there's a lot of this comedy going on that in a more serious anime they tend to avoid, like in Ghost in the Shell, you never see that. No, <laughs> that would be funny, yeah. I mean, like it's it's yeah. not in there anywhere. No, no. <clears throat> which which is weird because it is in the manga a lot of a Ghost in the Shell. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> and yeah, then the movie just so... doesn't even uh, associate with that kind that's of stuff. That's so weird to even think <laughs> yeah. that it's this, yeah, it's so wrong. It that that kind of contrast is kind of what. I guess to me it kind of defines anime is that that cartooniness along with uh, everything else going on and like fitting that in in different yeah. ways like that how that cartooniness is used is kind of what defines anime and it's kind of why I feel like Ghost in the Shell is such a weird example of anime is that it doesn't do anything that anime does <laughs> yeah and like even Akira has a little bit of that there's it has like weird there, there, I could point out a few, like, moments in there where, like, Kaneda's face will just, like, stretch out and just be like, Aah! 
Oh, just, really? There oh, are okay. like they're very subtle. Huh. They're in there, but there's like there's a couple points in there where it can get like there's just that's yeah not, a little <laughs> bit there. Okay, but Ghost in the Shell, I don't think there's a single frame of that where they're distorting huh. anything in a cartoonish way. Do any of his movies do that? The what's that guy's name? Mamoru Oshii. Oshi? Um, well, Urusei Yatsura sure as hell does. But that's like not his thing. Comment. That's like yeah, a, it's not his. It's not really his project. Yeah. Um. I, I kind of don't think so. Not not in the anime stuff that I've seen of his. And yeah. His live action stuff obviously is live action, but right. But yeah, it's not something he tends to go for, and I think that might be because he is more of a film guy than an animation guy. He's, yeah, he's like. He straddles, both, yeah, yeah. He's he does both, uh, and so. Well, the the Akira guy does. He he has live action movies too. Oh, does he? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but he yeah he as well is he's on that end of the spectrum, like not yeah. completely one hundred percent, but he's like ninety eight percent or ninety nine percent. Like he's still yeah. very far on that end of the spectrum, <clears throat> of not having a lot of that kind of distortion going on and cartoon. Like his artwork is very like if you look at his mangas, like the detail in there, yeah, like blows gunsmith cats away like it like <laughs> as detailed as gunsmith cats is it it has nothing on katsuro otomo's artwork huh. of uh just the level of just raw detail he puts into every single panel yeah is absurd like in an akira manga you'll be seeing that there'll just be characters just walking down the street it's just like this generic location isn't important for anything and they're walking in front of a chain link fence, and every single link in that chain link fence is drawn out, yeah. as is every single one of the 30 steps in the stairway behind the chain link fence that you're seeing through the chain link fence. Right. And it's just like, oh my god, like in the detail of just every single object in that manga is absurd. Like, yeah. To a degree that you'd think any other artist, it would have just been a jumbled mess, and yet it's somehow very clean and very readable despite these this just insane level of detail it's right really incredible artwork in that series but yeah i've never seen those books i'll have to look at those but like that kind of detail like you kind of get that in gunsmith cats very specifically when it's about the cars or the guns (laughs) yeah no the detail on those things (coughs) i would say also the detail with a lot of the world stuff um there's like mm. a, there was a shot when it, it's in this I think it's the second one where yeah cuz the guy that they caught in the first one is like here take this to my daughter I think he said this watch Oh yeah the Rolex yeah and it's... then they go to the apartment building and there's a shot where there it's the hallway of the apartment building and there's like trash in the in the hallway and stuff and the first time you see it, you just see the that apartment little corridor. Nobody's walking it. Just it's just like a static shot. And for the first moment before they come around the corner, I was just like, "Is that a photo? <laughs> it looks fucking real. <laughs> like it just looks real to me. Like whoa, that's so like it looks so perfect and then the little animated guys walk in there and it's like okay it's it's just a very well drawn background yeah and they don't i mean they stand out against it but they don't stand out in a bad way it's it's it 
it fits and it looks fine. Right. But it's just <clears throat> so like, wow, that looks so good. Yeah, this this definitely has some high production value. It's yeah, yeah. I kind of uh, uh, I the animation is pretty yeah, dope. Yeah, like, it's it's really solid. It's way better than I remember it being quality wise. And, yeah, uh, it's really impressive. Like yeah, uh, especially like I mean like car chases and all yeah, that shit yeah. and like everything just explosions just, and all and kinds very, of stuff. Very consistent in its quality. Like yeah, a lot of times it's like even in like project echo or something it's like there will be ups and downs to the animation quality uh-huh. of scenes where it's like they really put a lot of focus on this and skimped over here because that wasn't as important or yeah and this one is just it's very consistent very clean very yeah and it I, seems pretty yeah, I think, solid the, to I think me. the blu-ray was really a good one for this because it, it it's super clean the the print on man this. i yeah <laughs> I gotta say, I mean, I've never seen this before, so I don't know what it looked like on DVD. And I was trying to think, have I seen a Blu-ray of, like, just a classic hand-drawn anime? And I don't think I have. Because either Animigo did, like, the best transfer (laughs) I've ever seen of an animated thing because it looks really fucking good yeah yeah it's a really solid print on this like so i don't know if like did they just do amazing and like color grade it perfectly and it just looks fucking awesome or or what <laughs> like yeah. i don't even know like because it looked awesome yeah yeah and so I'd, I'd said the other one you did see was um devil man that was on a blu-ray yeah that was blu-ray and that did not look like as amazing as this yeah the, i think the gunsmith catch one has a cleaner print for sure yeah i don't know and animation wise i'd say the two are kind of com- comparable for sure yeah but yeah there's de- it definitely seems a lot crisper and clearer on this gunsmith cats one yeah yeah i'm not sure on either of them what the source of the transfer is and stuff but like it's weird with animation because, like, if it was a movie, I could probably. I've I've been watching so many like remastered things now. I can kind of tell when it's 4K or 2K, mm. even though it's just a Blu-ray, because there there's just like a depth of color that's different. It mm. just looks different. But whatever they fucking scanned this, whoever oversaw it. Man, you did a good fucking job. I was very impressed with the Blu-ray itself. Just the visuals on it are really nice. Despite what my Blu-ray player was (laughs) not figuring it out right. It looked goddamn good. I was, yeah, very impressed. Yeah, so did a really good job. Yeah, I was like, man, can everything look this good? This is dope. (laughs) I love it. And then just on top of that, to be good animation to have that with is, yeah. is a nice nice touch like good this, this is one of the uh kind of the 90s that good time for anime yeah like it it was so good that it made me wonder if they if they scanned cells and backgrounds like separately and recomposited it or something like i was like dude i don't know this looks too good (laughs) like how the fuck did they make it look so good and i could probably find out because i was a backer so i you know they put up you know every fucking stage of the 
mm. production of the disc. They were, you know, here we did this today, and we did the all, you know, all these specifics. Yeah, I could probably figure it out, but yeah, they they did a damn good job with yeah, it. It looks fucking awesome, yeah. And they've done a number. This is um, like I don't know their fourth or fifth one that they've done. They did, I think they did Writing Bean before this. Oh, okay, they, Writing Bean's done. Huh? And they did fucking otaku no video <laughs> which is the one that i've heard of the name yeah I've, I've i've never seen that one myself but yeah that's uh they did that one they did a bubblegum crash bubble or bubblegum okay. crisis or one of them fucking bubblegum yeah, it's been things. a while since i've watched those they did one of those they just finished the kickstarter for megazone 23 mm. so i don't know but whatever I have faith that whatever they do is going to look awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is definitely a confidence-building yeah. <laughs> Blu-ray right here. Yeah, but, it looked fucking good. Yeah, and yeah, I feel like this. Uh, if this anime had been made at any other time, it wouldn't have looked as good. No, and that's part of the thing, is that it's yeah. hand-drawn, there's not CG. Yeah. It's just yeah, backgrounds it's just... and animation on top of it. And that's and, it, and it's yeah. Clean. It's like if, if this were any made any later, it would have just had some CG veneer that would have right. just looked like shit. And if it yeah. were made earlier, it just wouldn't have had that consistency that yeah wasn't around in the eighties. Like it's just this was like the perfect time for animation, right? Right in this, it's it's right in the middle of that window, and yeah, it looks good. I, I think that really helps this anime in particular being an action series and being. Yeah, you gotta have good animation yeah, for car chases and gunfights uh, and all kinds of it, shit. It really works. So it, uh, I would say that like, if it weren't that well animated, it wouldn't be anywhere near as enjoyable a, a series as it is. No, it definitely needs that. <laughs> and you know, if it was choppy or whatever. Yeah, like, if it, if yeah. if that were like an '80s anime, I don't think I would have enjoyed it anywhere near as much. It, it wouldn't. Have, yeah. Because. I can't. I when I'm thinking about it in terms of like story or character and setup and all that, there's nothing that really stands out to me as like this is amazing because of the ideas in it. No, it really it, it's it's just very yeah. standard. Just we're just gonna have fun making an action. It really story. is basic, just straight up action. No, like nothing <laughs> that's kind of really that unique or anything. Yeah. Right, and it, it's just if it. It, it could have just so easily just been something just bland and yeah. easily forgettable. But the most unique thing is probably that knife gun. Yeah, thing. the little knife launcher. That <laughs> yeah, she has, the little pow. Yeah, that's that's probably about the most unique thing. That's what I was going to ask you with the manga on 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 in this anime. It says gunsmith cats on their little place, and the S is added on. Yeah, yeah. Is that a manga thing where they added on the S? I kind of want to say so. That one's something that I didn't remember when I saw that. I was like, oh, little S is tacked on. Like, I I want to say that it it probably didn't go in depth onto that, but I'm I'm gonna make a guess that it was Rally's gun shop, and yeah. so it was just her, and so it was Gunsmith Cat. Yeah. And then Minnie Mae joins up as a partner, and so she tacked the S onto the side of the, the that sign. That makes sense. To, <laughs> Which I immediately got as soon as I saw that tacked on it. It made me laugh. And, yeah. But I don't know that it's ever really specifically addressed. Okay. But I, I, 
I would suspect it is in the manga. I don't remember offhand. I can't like pull up an image in my head of the song. Yeah, yeah. But. It just seemed like something that was like, oh, okay, this this is probably from the manga. Yeah. Where they tacked this thing on. Yeah, I, I imagine so. Um, I don't think that you see the event occurring, but it's... Yeah, Because like, no. Minnie Mae's in there right from the start. It's not like she showed up later in the story or something. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was always just starting off with Rally and Minnie Mae as partners. Just like uh, in writing being, she was... Bean Bandit's partner. <laughs> yeah. And Bean Bandit. I read something where he he comes in to the, the Gunsmith Cats manga at some point. Mm, maybe. Maybe that's a part that I just either don't remember or didn't read or something. But I, th- I feel like I would have remembered that because I yeah. knew writing Bean of that same era. I watched the VHS of that back in the, at that time. So uh, I don't know. I would have been aware of it and I would have been like, oh, hey, it's writing Bean. <laughs> <laughs> but. <clears throat> so I feel like I would have remembered that if I'd seen it. But yeah. um, like you said, that was when the manga was going on. So I right, read right. what was there what and was maybe there. it continued after that. Maybe yeah, uh, yeah. there were just chunks of it I didn't get. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, what what I do feel like isn't in here from the manga is like, I mean, it kind of is, but there's like the gun knowledge just the the info on things like rally will just talk about guns or yeah. think about guns and it, it will or think about <laughs> it, it'll, it'll be a part of like the dream story. about guns yeah like, but like it actually like is a part of things like this detailing of how the guns work and what they're doing yeah and like the the part i most vividly remember from the manga that stood out to me and really kind of captured my imagination is this point where rally is getting kind of um being chased around by this villain the dude gray who is okay and he's for some reason i'm i can't quite remember the exact setup going on here but she's stuck with this really shitty snub nose revolver and she's just bitching about how this gun is a piece of shit okay. and, and like it and but she's also like it's not just like oh god i'm stuck with this piece of shit she's going down and looking at it and going oh it's this model of gun it does this i can shoot accurately with this out to say maybe 20 feet if i line up the sights right i can extend out the distance i can aim it like she's calculating out what she can do with this gun and how she can do it and what it takes to set (laughs) things up it's just like this whole planning phase of she's only got this one little gun and the six bullets in it and she uses three of the bullets to line up the sights so that she Oh, okay. because she's a gun mechanic so yeah, she's yeah. she's like okay i need to fire the okay the sights off and gets out and starts adjusting the sights to match yeah. it up and then she's using different things for this and that and and it's just like it gets into the weeds on that of right. that kind of detail work and like her knowledge of the guns is a part of why she become like why she can succeed in these situations. Yeah. She understands how to manipulate them in ways that other people just don't. Yeah. And that and, doesn't, they don't really go into yeah, that at all. Yeah. Not in detail for sure. Like it happens a few times. Like there's that time when she's up on the catwalk 
and she pulls out the shotgun and ricochets the bullets under the shelves to hit the guys in the yes, feet. Like, yes. But again, it's like, in the manga, I don't know that that scene ever happened, but like she would have been thinking about it, and you would have seen her thoughts play out of right. like what she's planning to do and why she's doing it that way. And in, in the anime, like that just wouldn't have worked as a device. Right. But yeah. you just kind of have to piece it together yourself, but she just does it. And in, in the manga, you'd have more of that... And, and so it's like it's in the anime, but it's definitely more downplayed than what. Right. And that. because, well, yeah, how the fuck would you do that? Right, right. And still be, like, you know, engaging. Right. Like, without it just being like, oh, God, we're, we're just going to sit yeah. here for a minute. I mean, <clears throat> the, the example of the snub nose where she's like, she has to adjust the sights. You know, you could play that out in an anime and it right. would make sense. But the idea of, like, explaining the ricochet before you just do it right yeah like how would that i mean it could make i guess it could work if you if you did it right but how would you do it right i don't Mm -hmm. fucking know Hmm. definitely but you know that's that's kind of that different yeah different narrative style going on with it well it's kind of like an action movie thing you know You, you this is our hero and yeah she knows how to do crazy shit with the gun. <laughs> right. Like, you just accept it. Yeah, because that's just a, that's a fucking movie, you know? I did like that part in the dialogue where she does that, and then she's like, oh, man, she's a crack shot. And she's like, I was just aiming at the floor. I don't know. Thanks for the compliment. <laughs> like, like, that really wasn't all that special. <laughs> but, you know, that is something that not anybody would just think to do unless they were really... Yeah. Thinking about how the ballistics actually work. And right, right. Yeah. That ain't going to be me. <laughs> I don't know shit. But, like, that kind of stuff is what I remember the manga being yeah. all about. Okay. Is that kind of uh, clever use of the tools and understanding those tools to the point that they can get out of these yeah bizarre situations and and that definitely happens in the anime but it isn't like the focus of it no the focus is more on just the the action yeah and maybe i'm just you know misremembering a manga i haven't read in like 20 years and just just uh possible that's what stood out to me and is forefront in my nostalgia but yeah i mean they do creatively use the tools to get out of all of these situations right throughout the anime yeah so it's yeah. definitely there but they just i don't it's, it's i don't think they talk about it ever. yeah they don't ever describe it it just yeah. kind of happens yeah like uh in that museum scaffolding where minnie may throws the grenade up in the bucket and yes. it's just like <laughs> yes that was fun <laughs> yeah i know it's yeah it's good stuff all around yeah it's 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 really basic stuff, but it's really well executed. Yeah. And so it like I can't really say that there's anything that I just love about this anime, but there was never a part where I was bored. There was like from start no, to finish. No, it's pretty solid. Like yeah, all the way around. <clears throat> and the only thing that like because it's not that's a how do I even say it? Like the just the ideas. It's just like yeah. It's an action movie. <laughs> right. Like that's the only thing that's that's like bad about it is that there's yeah. nothing that's like super unique about the story or anything. It's just kind of 
your standard action thing. But right. there's, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. It's, right, right. It's, it's perfectly it, fine. It's not trying to be anything more than that. It's right. not, like, trying to do anything. It just wants to have fun as an action flick. And it, Yeah. Like, if it was live action, I would watch it and I wouldn't be like, yeah, but it's just the same old action shit. I would just be like, yeah, but it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so it's the same kind of a thing. Right, right. That's the only real negative is that it's just... It's just an action movie, but there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so that's like yeah. that's great. I love that. Right, movie. right. Like, it doesn't need to be anything more than it is. There's no, it's super fun. Yeah, yeah. It's so. and it's super. It looks great. Well animated. Yeah, it's fun. Characters are fun. You know that. I I liked the first episode, and then. But I was kind of like, oh, okay, I guess it's just going to be like this. So it's fun. But, you know. Eh. And then the second one, when the, uh, the Russian comes in, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Level up. Yeah. Like, all right. This is, uh, yeah. this is considerably better. <clears throat> so I was glad that it. Def- it and the, the, it's three episodes, but, I mean, it's almost like a 90-minute movie in a way. Right, it's all just one arc. Yeah. That kinda, and, that, and OVAs kind of wind up doing things like that because they'll just they'll make the one episode, they'll put it out, and if it doesn't do anything, if it doesn't sell, if it just kind of sucks, yeah. then you just won't get more. And if it becomes popular enough, they'll keep making it. So it, yeah. it, you're kind of putting in less of an initial investment but then you're able to build on that if it's going to be successful so right kind of winds up i guess avoiding being a complete dud that costs you millions of dollars because your huge (laughs) giant theater production just bombs and yeah your theatrical film is in the shitter and it loses all kinds of money or is this one well we we spent a third of that money on something that didn't right. sell instead. So it minimizes your losses. But if it succeeds, you can still yeah. pull out that full uh, that full story you're trying to tell with it. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say, though. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's, there's, there's not much to say other than just, it, it, it's, it's fun. It's fun, and it's you really have, well uh, animated. Have some nice. likable, uh, entertaining characters. Yeah. Yeah, the one of the negative aspects I would say is that like I I kind of want there to be more. <laughs> Cuz like the uh the little girl with the grenades, I liked a lot and she's a little bit in the back. She's yeah, not as yeah. up front as maybe if there were six episodes. Maybe you'd have like a, a little more of her, a little yeah. like focus episode on her. I don't know. I liked her. I liked that she was uh, super into grenades of all things. Like <laughs> yeah. this is kind of like strange and to be like super into because there's, you would think there's not a lot of applications for grenades. You know, because it's like you gotta explode. You know, it's right. How right. are you gonna she's use a, that? She's she's a little uh, insane. <laughs> yeah, but she. But I liked how she found ways to use grenades like right throughout right. the thing and it's like oh now it's a flash bang and now it's a, a 
different kind of grenade and yeah, i don't know it's just like makes the booby traps out of them yeah uh it was fun yeah. i enjoyed that i she was she was unique and fun the other girl's fun too but she's a little bit more just the uh kind of a standard you know like i can shoot good <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah yeah kind of but she's fun though no, i'm not saying anything bad but yeah it's a. Uh... Yeah, it's kind of it's a interesting whole thing, but yeah, she's she's the main character and yes. is the sidekick. Yeah. Yes, <clears throat> and that's, I mean, that's good because the sidekick is you know adding color, right? Right. And the I don't know that if she was like the main person, if it would be, I don't know, it would be kind of weird. Like the main person just throwing grenades around. <laughs> <laughs> How far are they going to get? I don't know. Right. Right. You kind of need that uh, that main gun person. Yeah, for the uh, running point. I like that cop dude too. That's like surveilling them. Yeah, yeah, he's actually kind of fun. Like, yeah, he's fun, and he like shows up. You know, he helps them out a couple times. You know, just because he happens to be there. And, right. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's just uh it's fun yeah it's that's that's yeah. what it boils down to yeah so. it is it really is and it's three episodes so i when we picked it when you were like oh let's do this i thought okay i'll you know watch it over a couple of days mm-hmm. and make it easier for myself and then of course immediately after that I forgot that. (laughs) So then it becomes like the day that I usually watch the movie and I'm like, Oh yeah, fuck. It's three episodes. I could have, I could have spaced it out. Now I got to watch them all today, Mm -hmm. but it, I watched them all and it was no problem. And it was like, yeah. 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 When you get a a series like this, it it really is just more like just one movie. Just, yeah. It's, it's one single story. Yeah. it, It has one through line to I think it would all. play differently if it was actually a 90 minute movie cuz there's there is yeah like yeah, they, the they, little arcs between they the do each structure episode. it to to fit an episodic fo- format more but yeah yeah but it definitely you could re-edit a movie version or whatever right, if you right. really wanted to <laughs> but yeah especially the the second two those are a little bit more connected I think than Right. The, the first one can be seen as its own thing if you never saw the other ones. Right. I mean, you even just, though it says to be continued at the end, but yeah. Other than that, other you than can that. just say that oh, that was a fun little ad- adventure, right. and it's done, and we're moving yeah. on with life. But because the next one kind of jumps ahead a little bit too, where that's like now the guys in custody living at that house, and right, you don't know whereas like if the, it's the next day or two weeks later or whatever. Yeah. Whereas uh. The third episode is clearly like taking place the next day. Yeah, it's, it's just like right it, fucking that then. very day or something. It's like they're just watching the news broadcast. Yeah, of what they just did. Of, the previous yeah, episode. what just happened. So yeah, that one just flows right in. Not to mention you have that same Russian chick in both of those episodes yes, as yes, the villain. So. Yes. Whereas if you were going to play this as a single movie, you would probably want to introduce her in that first half hour right, exactly or at least you know just have an introductory scene even if she's not directly impacting things to something so that you know she's to set there. her there yeah, yeah to set the pieces in place but right 
But yeah. Yeah, that's uh, just how you uh, organize a story for the format. And then right. And it works fine how it is. It's no, right. It's no problem. So, yeah, I don't know. What else? You got <laughs> yeah, anything I don't else? Know. It's uh, not really. Um, all right. Well, adios. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs>